Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. We're off into Storm Imogen. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you're listening to running commentary, you know, you're always running the risk of listening to our breath um, against the microphones as you run the streets. But um, today, yeah, we're running into what is quite a serious storm, isn't it? Serious storm. Yeah, yeah, I set off this morning from doing gigs in Norway last week. There's a dead umbrella on the street just dead there. Dead umbrella. It's carnage. It's carnage. No one should be out running in this. So, sorry, you set off from Norway, and uh, the first thing they said when we got on the plane was, it's going to be chaos in the air today. I just jumped That's over. That's what they just said. Just jumped over a fallen branch. I heard on they the radio of a tree that fell across both lines of the railway. Yeah, that's that's around Black Friars, isn't it? Did you um? So that won't cause any problems. Did you uh, actually uh, have a bumpy trip then on the plane? It was one of those where it was it was tricky on the descent. It got a bit scary. That's always fun. Yeah, I remember um, getting the plane up to uh, Inverness for the half marathon up there. Yeah, easy jet, nice flight, and it flew up these, came out. You know, over the sea, yeah, east of Inverness, and turned west to land, and it just kind of stopped, just turned into the wind, and the plane kind of went, oh, <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get a shot of us in Newington Green. We're in Newington Green, <laughs> North London. Stop a second. Hold up. Oh, we yeah. need yeah. photos of. Yeah, just so you Amos. know where we are. Yeah, so Newington Green, we are Newington Green N16. And we're going to run through the... There's bits of tree and stuff all over the road. It's a serious storm. And I was saying um, saying to the audience last night, I think this new British... Uh, <laughs> also, I just ran past... Sorry to keep stopping. I just ran past an open cellar door. So, you know, quite a lot of hazards. Um, <laughs> Lots of hazards today. There's a man with a massive metal bar. Yeah, so... Uh, I was saying to the audience, as British people, I think the only more irritating thing than bad weather 
is the fact that it's now always got a name. Yes. Oh, what's the, yes. What is this nightmare? That's, oh, it's become, Imogen. that's part of the drama of it, isn't it? What are we going to call it? Yeah, and it's all for the rolling news cycle. There's no human, and I'm prepared to guess, no meteorologist who cares what this storm no. is called. And then Imogen, the next one will be Josephine. Yeah. We await Josephine. Well, don't Equally. they alternate men and women? I think the next one will be Jack. And then it'll Joseph, be... Joseph, Jack, Jonathan. Kitty. No, it'll Jerome. <laughs> Jerome K. Jerome. It's going to be soon, though, isn't it? I mean, this is... This is a proper... It feels stormy. Yeah, yeah. I was driving back from the same gig I was mentioning. Yeah. And uh, it started to rain so hard. It was like the film Seven. Right. The car was just completely surrounded with water. It's like when you're driving in a blizzard or fog. It's just water. Perfect, uh, perfect day to launch a running podcast. Yeah, absolutely. In many ways, isn't it? Although, having said that, do you, I love running in bad weather. You like running in bad weather? Yeah, I do like running in bad weather. Yeah, because it's it's so unnecessary. Isn't That's it? right. It's, it's so ridiculous. ridiculous. It's like, what are you doing? I'm going to stay inside. No, I'm off out for a run. It's just nice, isn't it? Yeah, that's it's right. what running's all about, isn't it? Being a bit stupid. I think that um, that's particularly true of heavy rain. I think wind is more of a pain because you've got to lean into it and it makes you yeah. feel like you're working too hard and stuff. But I do like it. And I love that moment. I was um, A couple of years ago, I was running in uh, Edinburgh. Yeah. I was running over Arthur's Seat. There's a proper... That's a nice run. Scottish rain coming down. Yeah. And I saw this other guy. Marta. Marta. And uh, I saw this other guy. And uh, we just caught each other's eye, you know? (laughs) We didn't even wave or say hello. Yeah. But, um... We knew. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, it's gone. That was skilled road crossing for Tompkinson. Bit of a road. bus cover. I'm getting after him. Crossing the Bulls Pond Road... (laughs) Heading down into De Beauvoir town. Bit of spontaneous fart like that, wasn't it? Bit was of a beautiful. quick burst. Yeah, you went a lot of farter than me. I went, that's not really effective wordplay. I went just so, bang into the face of an oncoming fan. So this is running commentary. Me, yes. Rob Deering and Paul Tonkinson. We're running around North London today. As we most often do, because we both live. Yeah, we meet once a week and go for a run. And we came upon the idea of... Why not record these conversations? And share them with why, you. Why not use it as a conduit for a community of runners to join up as we... And also a bit to kind of inspire ourselves to get cracking for the London Marathon. Exactly, well. that's the two sides of it. On the yeah. one side, as you guys, I hope that you're listening. If you are, get in touch. We want to start a conversation here. And uh, the other side of that is we'll always be out for a run once a week and we'll have a chat, but it's nice to work towards something. Yes. And that thing at this stage is London. Uh, it's London. It's London, 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 London. 75 days London, away. London, is it really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think if you... I'm a long way If you haven't got a place, or you're not at any stage of fitness, probably a little bit too late to start. Yes. Maybe a little bit too late to start. On the other hand, we're teetering on the brink. Yeah, well, we've been... We need to give this a little bit of a backstory, don't we? We've tried to watch this. It's gone quiet. It's such a nice street. They haven't even got stuff blowing around the street. It's so posh. Too posh for wind. On the edges of Islington that there's no wind or rain. So, yeah, we had this plan. We were heading for Christmas. We were training for the marathon. Got our places. Both pretty fit. Very fit before Christmas. We had a great pre-Christmas. Me in particular, if if that's not unfair. No, you were fit. Yeah, I was up there. 
did Berlin and London last year. I say, if anything, it's marathons. I was a bit short on the, you know, I was tiring a bit about 20 miles. I need to get a bit more bit more distance in there. But my pace and the tempo, tempo feels good. Felt really good. So we thought we'd start off. We'll do our podcast. We'll include you guys. And we'll start on January the 1st. As really fit people. Yeah. And we were together, weren't we? We were running on a cruise. And running on machines on a boat. Pre-Christmas, just outside Barbados. Yeah, it was. Very successful tour of the uh, Barbados Isles. Yeah, it was a wonderful tour. You should Good fun. Be nothing but jealous. Great fun. And, uh, yeah, we came home. And the first chapter of the uh, curse was that I came home and got really ill. Yeah. Which, uh, you got you got a crazy you got a proper cold yeah yeah that really? went beyond man flu quickly yeah I got to a cough that made, made both me and my wife and my children want to kill me stop coughing and that went so on cool. through Christmas uh, th- tell me what what it's like round your house so do you do you get sympathy I mean how does that work yeah I got a lot of sympathy I think in general I would say we'll probably test the evidence of this. They're going to run straight down the middle of this road. Yes. Yes. That's a magnolia tree in flower. And frankly, I think it's gone too soon. I think those flowers are going to be dying of frost within the next six days. So, yeah, I tend to get quite a lot of... Quite nice running through the middle, down the middle of the road, isn't it? Yeah, like in Lethal Weapon. Reclaiming the streets. I didn't realise that I always ran down the middle of the road there until I showed it to you. It's like, here, yeah, we run down the middle of the road. Carrying a Kalashnikov. They're coming past a little church, don't know what church is, into the Beauvoir Square. Yeah, my family, they're big softies. They're like, in fact, if anything, during that cough, too much sympathy. So I'd do another cough, you know, 30 seconds later. That's and my lovely son would say, oh, daddy, and pat me on the shoulder. That's great. And I'd that have you to say, that. shut up, leave me be. That's great you get that. You wouldn't get that. Because you've had a cold since. Your well, cold is chapter three. Weeks, but I mean, of the curse. I think uh, I think I just move in slightly more tougher circles. Do you know, I think it's a northern thing. I do think it's a kind of Wakefield women who are the most of the women in my life. Yeah. Something needs to go really wrong before they even notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An example, I went out for a Wakefield reunion. When you weekend. say Wakefield reunion, is that a euphemism for something much more frightening? No. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. It's just... Ooh, I nearly turned into a Wakefield reunion. It's eh? just... It's just people... Well... <laughs> God, it's always... To that. It's nearly a Wakefield reunion. It's always carnage. It's just people who used to go together drinking massively when they were teenagers in Wakefield, reconvening to do exactly the same thing 30 years later. On much uh, less resilient bodies, I'd like yeah. to presume. But, well... We stopped sort of. across the uh, A10, by the way. We've already come out of the posh bit. And we're moving into Haggerston Crossing. This time I stayed with him, passing the fox. But they're shaped like... They're not shaped, they have the mentality of a bull, these these women. My wife and her mates. They went out boozing. And then they drank of the evening. At the end of the night, Julie, my wife's best friend, God bless her, fell over, cracked her head, and was unconscious for five minutes. With her eyes open. Right, so basically... Staring at the, at the sky. Kind of, you know, appearing dead. Yeah, appearing dead. Yeah, yeah. Of course, everyone was in hysterics at this point. Yeah. I mean, what could be more funnier? 
yeah. when you're from Wakefield and a mate being unconscious. Eyes open. Yeah, eyes open, as if normal people would get a bit worried at that point, wouldn't they? They're putting it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You know, people it just with becomes a laugh. I you mean, no, not just normal people. I don't know what I mean. By anyone emotionally literate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just becomes like the highlight of the evening. Yeah. And then Julie, I was trying to get her to go... And also, in the, in the cliché language of stand-up, it would be the men who would do that. Yeah. Men would laugh and women would go, Oh, no, but not are in you Wait- okay? Not in Wakefield. Not in this case. Not in Wakefield, no. Wakefield I was trying to get her to go and see someone about it yesterday, Julie. She said, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I feel fine. <laughs> You need to get that checked out. Count to ten for me, Julia. One, two, three, yeah. seven, nine, ten. Ten pints. Double. Sorted. But, uh, so it's going to take, well, my, my basic thing is a cold just doesn't cut it around my ass. Yeah. You need to be something properly wrong with it. And to be fair to us, we sound like we're having a good old mind. We're both pretty keen on the old running. So a run that was, st- a cold that will stop you running. It's a serious It's cold. a proper run, yeah. yeah I knew that, so that's when I knew it was ill. I was in Manchester. And I wanted to do the park on South Manchester Park on, and uh, got up on what a Saturday. swift one I've heard. And my buddy said, "Nope, no, we're not doing that today." Yeah. And that was the last time I ran for a couple of weeks. And then when I ran again, I was still hawking nightmares to cover. You're missing out. Your yeah. main injury. Yeah. Okay. This is this run again. Don't stint on the this gory is on details. January the fourth. With a view to us starting to talk to you on January the sixth, December twenty eighth. Still racked with illness. I'll have a nice bath. That'll be a treat. Why not? Yeah, why not? Well, because I hate in baths. The bath. I think they're rubbish. But I had a nice bath. Slept over in the bath. Cracked a rib. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, you see, that'll, you that'll make Facebook in Wakefield. I passed out for a few minutes. Oh, my goodness. Eyes open. <laughs> Head under <laughs> yeah. the water. There he is, bubbling <laughs> away. <laughs> a crowd gathers. The funny thing, I was saying this before, that you crack a rib... That could be something really cool, couldn't it? Could be snowboarding, could be mountain climbing. Yes, of it course. might have been, a, you know, rugby tackling a running villain. That was, if you heard another voice, that was me overtaking a man in a very smart coat. And, uh, but I did what the something that makes me feel like I'm about a thousand years old. Yeah, that's an old bloke's injury. Slipped in the bath. He's like, he's like pulling. Yeah. Pulling a muscle, reaching for the kettle, isn't it? We're entering that sort of era. Yeah, that's right. Of injuries. So, uh, so this run on the sixth was—I uh, didn't know I'd cracked a rib. I just knew I'd back my chest. So, and I was still really you're tough. Ill. You're tough as old boots. I'm tough as old boots. So I came running down here. I actually felt great, even though I was really ill. By the way, we've just turned onto the canal. We're on the canal, that's lovely. And uh, absolutely glorious. So I ran seven miles, journey the uh, fourth, and about five miles in, my chest started to hurt a lot. I just carried on running for a couple more miles, and then uh, as you do. So I was in A and E, January the fifth, and they said don't run again for two or three weeks. And then you got ill. Actually, no, you were still just a bit there where I was off running and not no, allowed I was, to I was run. Crazy fit, I was and you were really, texting really me really saying, fit. "I done twelve miles today. It's blooming great." Zero sympathy, tonks. Yeah. Well, well that's the funny thing about running, though, is it? You feel a bit ill. But you go for a run, and for the first couple of miles, you sort of feel okay, don't you? That's right. Ultimately, you're so excited, and your body I think kicks if in. If you're well enough to run, you really should. It's good. Yeah. It's healthy. But uh, on the other hand, if you're too ill, it's just hard to know which. You know, this is Tonks running along the canal here, Try going under these. Yeah, let's Try take him. Let's take him. So, um, yeah, basically, we're cursed. 
Well, we got two colds. Thus far, it's been cursed. We t- had to take January off. We've had a few technical difficulties. Well, we've had three goes at this. Three goes at this. Let's be honest. Third time lucky. <laughs> yes. Later we on, we're we going to cut you a best of. How tricksy it is recording on the run. Yeah. It's quite tricky. And also you can hear us doing this. I mean, this is the upside of it being such a miserable day weather-wise. Is that there's not many people about. Because all the people that are about are looking at us going, why have they got a headset? What's with the whole... They particularly fit McDonald's employees. Yeah. Is there some kind of overspill from them under a bridge? Can you hear it? I feel like... uh, I feel like security on the West Wing or something. I'm yeah. tailing someone. Security, security on the West detail. Wing. Detail. Yeah. I think we need to double security because someone's looking at having a Wakefield reunion here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, nevertheless, it's all better. I'm nearly better. You're ne- we're not completely better, but that's no, the, we're not. We're that's so the thing with being well, in the forties. Let's face it, your rib is still lingering, isn't it? Yeah. I was uh, I was doing a show with the Noise Next Door last Wednesday. And I was doing a, not even a particularly Who funny... Are, I think it's important to say that's a comedy outfit, not just the fellows who live next door. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They're an improv sketch troupe. They're very good. I was doing a guest spot on their show. I did a bit of improvisation with them. This particular bit wasn't even funny. I think I cracked my rib again. But hey, I'm OK. I'm OK. <laughs> that's, that's, that's comedy right there. And you know that to re-crack your rib in a moment of unfunny improvisation. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't get more deeply funny than that. I don't know. It, does, it still doesn't feel that funny to me. Right. <laughs> Are you generally in pain? Because I'm worried about this rib. No, I'm fine. I'm fine now. I will report and I will be careful because you've got to get this marathon run. Yeah. I went out this week and I, uh, I uh, started telling real people that I'm doing the marathon because for a minute there I thought it was a touch and go, but I'm doing it. Yeah. I started oh, raising I money at gigs. People are so generous. Yeah. I've made nearly a thousand pounds already from just from audiences. That's audiences great. in Yorkshire. Well, of course. Yeah. God's county. Yeah. Let's say we're tight, but are we tight? Rob, no, are we no. tight? We're not tight. Yorkshire plus um, uh, where else did I go? Tamworth and that gig in Manchester. Bracknell and Bath gave me nearly a thousand pounds cash. That's great. For Parkinson's UK. That's great. And we're both running. Great. We're both running for Parkinson's. That's right. In the marathon. So we're running the marathon Parkinson's UK, and uh, quite right too. So thanks to all those people. But unfortunately, it means we have to. I really want to run it. Yeah, me too. I can't wait to get into the training. Yeah, we're trying to. We'll still be looking at about six miles today. But most fra- Mondays it'll be a bigger run. Yeah, we were hoping to be hitting double figures today. Let's face it. Yeah. And uh, but on the upside of that, five weeks yesterday is the Bath half marathon right so we're doing that that's a big one and that's nicely paced that's uh, like uh, five weeks before the big one so hopefully so that will give us an indication about how fit we that's right I mean if we do this right we should be ready for that half shouldn't feel far we should be able time wise that weekend to run oh, that'll be fine. 60 that'll be miles fine. so yeah it's a perfect peak I'm not feeling great today more, more because I was up at the equivalent of half three in the morning yeah, so you've been in Norway for the weekend. Yeah, I've been doing these. Uh, I've been doing these arena gigs in Norway, supporting Michael McIntyre. Who perhaps you've heard of him? Definitely doesn't need my support. No, so that's as that's if there's only man in less need of support than him. I'd like to meet him, but but he, t- he has me along anyway. And yeah. the gigs were fantastic, great fun. I've done. A, I did a few gigs in there. Norway last year, it's great. It's great, isn't it? I've been scanning Their English is better than ours. Yeah. They're so 
educated and unbeaten, buoyant. And they, st- they still feel kind of fresh. It's like yes. when you go to another country where people have got good English, you get this kind of balance where you've got a totally sophisticated, responsive audience, but they kind of they know nothing about where you're going to come from, not even that kind of cultural shorthand like being northern or being a musical comedian. They don't have that stuff. So it's a bit like walking into clean white snow. There's no snobbishness at all. But they're also pleased that they get it. So uh, there's a sort of... That bloke looked he knew totally, he ran into that man. He was so gobsmacked with how he looked. He, he nearly really just stopped, didn't he? Yeah, the microphone made him lose his ability to go left or right. Yeah, he just looked at it. He looked at us literally open mouthed. Yeah. Oh, that's wind. Yeah. You can probably hear that. We pretty much ran on the, the spot. The sound is going to be interesting on this. <laughs> we wanted a. We wanted the the, the the podcast running commentary to to feel a bit rough and ready. Yeah. And I think we're going to achieve that. Absolutely. Yeah. Imogen is slapping us right in the chops. Yeah. But most people are managing to go in the opposite direction. That gormless guy is like a legend. He was like yeah. a statue. Great There's duckage ducks. there. Great duckage. These ducks are going for the going against the flow of this. I mean, the their resistance training. The canal looks like a wave machine. It's brilliant. Yeah, these guys are loving it. That's actually duck aerobics. Yeah. Synchronized duck swimming there. Yeah. I think they've really quacked it. Yeah, I like it. That's a feather in my cap. Like it. Come on. There'll be a lot of puns from there. So much rain that it's running down those steps. Wow. Wait a minute, that's wow. a waterfall. Forget that. It's probably, he was running, he was working the grey mile. It's properly rough, isn't it? So you know the one thing I haven't done, we're under another tunnel, it's quite literally a wind tunnel. One thing I haven't done is asked around to see who else is running the London Marathon this spring, because be good to know because particularly now we're starting in mid-February because I want to know where everyone's got to yeah I met an audience member last night in a kind of big flow of people putting money in the bucket she said oh I'm doing, doing it too and I said how's it going she said it's all right and that was the end of the conversation most, really people, like most people I'd imagine are way ahead of us schedule wise oh yeah I mean we've missed a huge by, because we missed January, we've missed a huge chunk of mileage. Absolutely. We're way, we're way behind. I mean, our friend and inspiration, Mickey D, he moved back to Australia before Christmas. And he said, it's great because I'll be able to do 70 miles a week over Christmas. We've got yeah. some time off. I know. And then he ran two marathons the other day. Back to back. And meanwhile, we're like, oh, he did nearly six <laughs> ma- miles, not marathons. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're behind we're the way curve. By. But the important thing is... If I can put my serious runner's trainer's hat on. Yeah. Don't put your trainers on. They're not a hat. Is, uh, I'm just going to ignore that one. Is, uh, don't push it too far too soon. Don't run after don't. this guy on the bike. No, just just, just chill. Yeah. Just get back into regular running. Because this feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. This and feels no. great. And we're not coming for a point of non-fitness. We were fit no. in December. You've got years of running under your belt. And so have you. Yeah. But the um, Hi, mate. You know, there is always an interesting, uh, they're running out of the wind, that's quite clever, those two blokes. Yeah. Also not recording their conversation. Idiots. <laughs> what are the mistakes? Daffodils on the way here. They'll come back soon and see if they've come out. So, um, yeah, so we've just got to get back into regular running and don't get, as long as you're running about 14, 14 to 16 miles by the end of February. Yeah. Which is actually two weeks. Then we're sort of back on track. When you're doing but the we long runs, we can't stretch for that. No, you can't quickly rush to it. That's no. just 
Otherwise, if that was possible, we wouldn't be in difficulty. Well, there's always a temptation to just just run for as long as you physically can whenever you go running. You've got yeah. to resist it, because that's how injuries happen. No, and it's the delayed impact, isn't it? Because you come home and you think, I feel great. Yeah. And then you might drive to a gig. Worst injury I ever had was the first half marathon I did. Yeah. Royal Parks, lovely half marathon. I had three times now. And, uh, and uh, I did it, and I didn't really stretch that much. That's on a Sunday morning. Yeah. And on the Thursday, I ran for a train to Scotland, carrying all my stuff. I felt, I wasn't just tired, I felt decidedly odd. Right. And uh, by the time I got to Scotland, I couldn't walk. That's okay. And my knee went, my hip went. Oh. I was in agony. And it's uh, it's it comes on slow. stretching and stuff you've got to do. Got to do stretching. Older. Yeah. And equally, I just want to say, it sounds a bit kind of hoo doo doo. I was doing the rule parts of marathon again. You know, we've done a few. It's just because we like running and we're a bit old, you know. So I think all running's good. I've got lots of friends, particularly because it's kind of something people seem to be getting into at the moment, isn't it? What, the running thing? Yeah, so there's lots of people it doing it kind of for the first time. ever multiplying, doesn't That's it? That's right, we're going to climb up off the canal here and run up into his thing. Okay. You go, you go upstairs. Go, go, go. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, he made that noise. <laughs> Slightly just disturbing. That was great. You went for a comedy noise on the steps right into that <laughs> smart lady's face. So we're climbing up a very gentle hill, which uh, he won't feel and I will. And uh, up to the You've got a thing about me and hills, haven't you? Well, you see a bit of a. It started the other way mongrel. You said to me, oh, it's just a hill, what's the problem? And that's when I realised that you feel them in a slightly different way to me. I always know when I'm going up hill, even if it's really, really slight. I don't mind it. I love the challenge, but I can feel it. Yeah. Because I'm a tank. I'm a big, yes. weighty like, lump. Should we, do, should we do a physical... Shall I describe you, then you describe me? Good, do it. Daring is a... He's a sort of... Leads with his chest when he's running. High arm action. Scuttling legs. Tint, quite neat though, tint in hairstyle. Got quite neat legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, neat. No, you, you, you don't really pronate. I mean, he seems to be going straight forward, which is great. Because I'm a bit. Well, I'll leave my description to you. Essentially, quite an effective style, but just leading with a chest, real motor. Yeah, my Gets optimum great rhythm condition would be just a great rhythm. Well, in real life, my optimum uh, always getting um, condition is uh, is it one of those uh, railways which they've closed and taken the rails away. I could yeah. just run on one of those all day. Yeah. Straight and flat. No, and just it's like great. A super it's a lovely tank. style. If I have to turn a, a corner, I'm in big trouble. It's a nightmare. Now, I reckon you'd be better skipping and bounding through the woods like a mountain goat. You're flappy, aren't you? I like the woods. I do flap a bit. You're longer. You're more of a string bean. Yeah. You're like a wisp. It's more languid, isn't it? And but I envy your motor. I think it's interesting. I wonder how much our old sort of previous life feeds into it because I think I, I think I run like a fat bloke because I like how running suits me I'm good at it but <laughs> but I was five stone heavier than this yes till I was 35 and I think I've got the I've still got that You've physiology got that you don't change yes. your physical habits so that's his running here what with your arms like you're still kind of feeding yourself yeah Whereas you're running... Like kind of, you're at the all-you-can-eat buffet. Yeah, that's and right. you're kind of going for Imagine it Imagine a burger in each hand. <laughs> yeah. Whereas you've been running since you're like, well, since you're eight. Yeah. So I can imagine you 
you know, just flapping home from school. Just 14 running from miles the Didn't even running. notice, just wanted to get Just constantly quick. running, yeah. yeah. Just running as opposed to walking, just because that's it's a bit quicker. Yeah, possibly when you were younger, running was making this noise. <laughs> running what? I'm <laughs> <assuming>. <laughs> making this noise. <laughs> oh, no, I've got to go home. We're just coming up a nice little corner of Islington where the, uh, where the wind blows. Where the Essex Road here comes Imogen. Essington Green. Imogen is yeah. being a real cow. And uh, she's getting involved. Big we're puddle. Gonna, big we're just going to run a little bit along the Essex Road, a big road, but we're going to pick up the uh, the new river. Yeah. Which is actually an old river. Which actually isn't a river. It it's feels like we're uh, running past a poster for Dad's Army. <laughs> Hasn't done that well, has it, that movie? What's the point of it? It's a. Uh, I mean, it's familiarity, isn't it, crossing here? Everyone, everyone wanted to have a go at it before it came out. My relationship with it's a bit weirder because... You wrote it. No. <laughs> I used to go to... I went to Manchester University with Toby Jones. Oh, I, I love Toby Jones. I Toby Jones. Yeah. And he's a very, very talented he's a Fantastic actor. He's a brilliant It's actor. great that he's a superstar. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic, and he's always been brilliant. And now he's in this dad's army... And it's a bit, you're on a bit of a hiding to nothing. But I've heard he's good in it. Yeah, I've but heard that all the acting one. in it is really good. And he's the best in it. But it's interesting. I mean, this is all I haven't seen. I'm just digesting all the reviews. Yeah, let's just pontificate idly. No, but I None think... None of us have seen it. Let's just go for it. When you think about it, it was, I mean, the very fact of it, Dad's Army, if you're going to make it now, it should be granddads of those among us who are a little bit older as an army. Yeah. yeah, you yeah know, yeah, Dad's yeah. Army's long gone down these steps and yeah. across the road trying not to break your ankle so we're kind of hopping down some steps crossing cross street to pick up this new river no one cares about that army that's a problem no that's right yeah. and the people was, who do don't go to the cinema it was on TV it was right on the money yeah it was these silly old duffers you know it was, it was my amazing. granddad yeah who was in the navy and it wasn't just the war it, it painted a picture of a Class, yes. riddled Britain. Yeah, you know it just just bumbling along. It was observational comedy about things that were there to be joked about. Yeah, that literally don't exist. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yes. Respect yes, for the elderly. Yeah, that doesn't exist no. anymore. So now, this is nice. This is, this is cocooning us from the it's a really from nice image. This is a new river. Yeah, it's not a river now. This We're in a kind of rockery, a kind of landscaped park. And the only risk is big branches tree that we might run into. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that was really quite a scary bit of tree. Really had me. That and, pod, um, that's a definite hazard. Yeah, they've turned the old new river here into a park. The new river was a canal, which ran from near Enfield to uh, near here and brought fresh water into London in kind of uh, Shakespeare's time. It's beautiful. Around the turn of the 17th century. Then the landscape gardeners got hold of it, made it a feature. That's right. But it's nice, it works. Now we get to run through a playground slightly. It's a little oasis. Watching out for pigeons and kids. But not too many because of the weather. It's really good. It's nice to be, I don't know where you are, where you're running, but I think we both enjoy running in, not just in London where we live, but whatever city we're in, you kind of seek out the, the green, quiet we bits to, don't we? behind the buildings. Yeah, When we do this and talk to you, you realise how often it means compromising, running down a road a bit and crossing a big one. But Especially in London, yeah. But on the other hand, there's some great little secret spots. And it's, uh, it's Victorians, they were we'll great at it. it. Great building railways and canals. Well, I mean, our other big... Hey, love, sorry, sorry. Angel, we got to go. That was a... Uh, what was her story? I think. We were a bit abrupt with her, only because I've got, I don't have any money, because I'm running. Uh, yeah, we were running, she was begging. I did call her an angel. friendly. Sorry. Maybe she was. Yeah, although she might be it's part of the curse. Go. Maybe that was her chance to uh, break the... Uh, she might have been, what? The running commentary curse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. If she is yeah, gifted in the dark arts, it might be worth having a word with her a to break this curse. A pop slip of 10 quid. Because there's no way this is recording. Right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this bit of the new river, can you hear ducks? We've got actual water here. And it's really gorgeous, actually. How are you finding the run, Rob? Are you, in, are you okay with it? I'm fine, yeah. I'm actually really enjoying it. I mean, I'm, I'm tired with the 3am wake-up and stuff. Yeah. But I'm enjoying it. No, I think that... Um, <laughs> all along, I've really missed the running. Whenever I got back out when I was unfit... And that's kind of a danger, really, because that's how I hurt my chest at the beginning of January. It's such a relief to go running. We've yeah. got to love a run. Yeah. And when I couldn't run oh, at really all, nice. I felt, um, you know, I felt... Um, You're missing something. Yeah, I felt useless. I felt re- redundant. Yeah. I felt like I was lesser. And the first time I went out, it's really funny, I was saying to you, I didn't know, it was such a tiny run. I did like half a run Yeah. before the first time we tried to do this. I ran, oh, there's a heron. Brilliant, look at that. Oh, that's beautiful. Ridiculously yeah. smart by the river here. I'm getting a picture of that for you. Emi! Okay, so... He's doing the London Marathon, actually. Yeah, that's right, but he's, he's doing his stretches properly. Yeah, he's really... Half an hour standing there. Now we've... In now we've We're going to get involved in something. I'm going to take these police on. Hi. Morning. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> hey, what am I... What no, am I, chop no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's where... Thank I, you. That's very kind. <laughs> So apparently Paul's famous and I'm handsome and that what's that supposed to mean? It means nothing to me. Nothing. Let's settle for that. That yeah. was actually a really nice 
moment of bonding with the constabulary because, I mean, that can go a lot worse. Yes, there were some police in the bushes there. Yeah. Um, I didn't take the picture, just in case they arrested me for it. But, um... They were, I don't know what they were doing, but they were obviously quite jolly, so let's hope yeah. they weren't trying to trawl the river for a corpse. No. They, and uh, they said, oh, you're famous, is that why you got the microphones on? It wasn't Northern. Yeah, it was important. Didn't really have time to get into the detail no. about the podcast. We didn't stop running, did we? No. You know, Always if you're not going to stop for beggars, must keep you can't running. stop for the coppers, that's my yeah. rule. Must keep running. Run, 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 run. <laughs> Norway, I tell you what, there's loads of runners Did in you Norway. Run? Did you run in Norway? No, I didn't know because I was only there for two and a half days. It's really busy. I didn't, didn't take my stuff. Brilliant. There's some kids, loads loads of kids doing a nature thing. This is great. Oh, I love this. Yeah. They're doing like a Winnie the Pooh thing. They, the they're bridge. not going to see it, so we're going to make sure we don't bump them into the water. <laughs> That's a lovely spot. Yeah. That was totally Winnie the Pooh, wasn't it? They're all like sticks Beautiful, and yeah. waterfalls and red and yellow wellies. Uh, and only lovely. a little bit of swearing. That was lovely, yeah. <laughs> but so yeah. I went for a run in Norway. When I was there, I went to Norway twice last winter. Yeah. And we got to Oslo. It was annoying because I had a really nice week and a half, but the, uh, we spent four days in Trondheim, which is nice, but, you know, small. We, we were in Trondheim last night. I've got a Trondheim story, but we'll, we'll finish on Oh, I'll come to that. I haven't. I spent four right. days there doing nothing and then did a day in Oslo. Went twice and did a day in Reykjavik, day in Stockholm. It was a real rush. But... When I got to Oslo, it just goes to show how sometimes you get a bit desperate for it because I only had a couple of hours. The other guys kind of went to sleep and changed. Yeah. I was going for a run and it was pouring with rain. And I ran like up, it, I found like a river it. near the hotel. I found the river. And I just kind of followed it up out of town. It was fantastic. This real post industrial thundering into Oslo, going past all these old factories and stuff with parks running along next to it. But like this, only with, it's quite beautiful. with yeah. Scandinavian waterfalls. Very thick culture, isn't it? Loads yeah. of people running constantly. Oh, they're Nordic. They look they're, all, good. they're all loaded. They've all, because they've got that oil fund thing from birth. Yeah. They're giving loads of cash at birth, basically. Yeah. They're loaded, they're fit. They're relaxed about it. But one weird thing about it is you can't drink in public on Sundays. Yeah. So this was a Trondheim gig yesterday. We'd had two cracking gigs. Yeah. We'd done Stavanger and Oslo. That's good. I, I don't know what venue you're in, but I saw Stephen Merchant in Trondheim. It's a nice place to do comedy. Well, that, it was the worst gig, really. Cause, really? I mean, Savannah and Oslo, oh, the arenas, Oslo was like 8,000 people. Yeah. Big gigs. Yeah. Tron time was like 4,500. He was in a gym. <laughs> it was a bit weird. Oh, they were fine. Hey, let's go man. for it. We're going Excuse for us. Thank gym. you. He ran out of the park across the road in front of a man. Could have gone worse. They were fine, but they... Uh, I knew something was a bit weird with the atmosphere. And I just thought, it's Sunday and they're in the gymnasium. But they couldn't drink outside. Ah, because they couldn't drink. And that's weird, isn't it? That's a weird culture, isn't it? Yeah. Because they're not particularly religious. No, no. They've got the sort of vestiges of, like, Lutheran, Protestant. Yes, that's what I was going to say. It might not be religious, but it's a post-Protestant thing. Yeah, it's a post-Protestant. Where drinking is still... We can't really enjoy ourselves, sort of thing. Yeah, and it's seen as naughtiness. Even when you're enjoying it, you're being naughty. Yeah. I think we have this a bit here as well. I think it's what leads to... I mean, people obviously drink crazily in Britain, but they drink like, ah, see? See me? I'm a rebel. I'm drinking. It's like, well, everyone drinks. Yeah, so now I'm drinking. It's never like Catholic Southern Europe where you can just, where go, just go, I, I drink wine. I do not drink wine. It doesn't yeah, yeah, really yeah, matter. 
I was French, but, by the way. But it is also... No, you're right. It is a bit naughty here, but in Norway, just a, not being allowed to drink, I found that really Yeah. Weird. And also, to, it's about eight quid a pint there. So I used to... Yeah, yeah. I went out... We, I toured Sweden years ago, similar thing. We went out and tried to get drunk, and we just couldn't afford to. Yeah. Just ran out of money before we even... That was... Uh, just on a child without a yeah. driving license, riding a motorbike over a thousand miles an hour. Um, yeah, it's just, and it is that weird sort of sense of notice. We sometimes we're staying with people. There's a theatre tour. Yeah, staying with people, and you take a bottle of wine round, and they go, oh, oh, oh thank you. Oh. It was a little bit like you're taking a kind of full needle of heroin round. <laughs> oh well, I suppose we may when as well. Rome. When in Rome, yeah, they, they it's that kind of. They're all doing all right. <laughs> And they're fine, and they've got good jobs and loads of houses, and they're really into nature and stuff. But they're not having a massive laugh. Yeah. But they're having a good laugh at the comedy. Yeah. But they're not, as a society, they're not rolling in the aisles. There's a dryness, isn't it? And also, it's really weird, because Sweden and Norway are very similar, but also different. They've kind of got all those same rhythms, but Norway's all old school, slightly more socially right wing. Right. Men do this, women do this. And then Sweden's more social. Maybe it's different now, I don't know. We're in the middle now of the old New River. It's like a big... Um, it's like a dual carriage drive, but it's not full of road. It's full of grass because they filled in the river. It's very nice, although we might slip over here. Old New which would River. Be, I mean, let's face it. Oh, I slipped that as I said it. New River. If we... Um, I think we're, we should probably start a little book on who's going to fall down first whilst recording running commentary. Ah, you splashed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through the mud. Ah, it's pretty cold. Oops. Yeah. Yeah, did you slip? <laughs> did you slip there or did you just no, make a ridiculous noise? I'm fine. It was one or the other. I'll tell you what though, Norway. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think I know oh. what you're saying to me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, on the whole, I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought those. Nice women. I thought those. And the fellas as well. It was just it was just oh, yeah. outdoorsy. Well, going back to when I was uh, fat. Yeah. First time I worked in Norway. I went out there and I just felt tiny. And these guys weren't fat. They were just bigger. They were definitely Bit weighed more strong. than me. They're just bears. They're used to forest life, aren't they? They make their own clothes. They live in the woods. Yeah, yeah. They eat the, the smoked hearts of beasts. Yeah, they live off elk. Yeah. Elk. They're tough. I need somebody. They're elk. tough. Tough I went people. to the mountains. It's a true story. I went to the mountains with a uh, Swedish guy. Yeah. Me and these two women I was working with, we were all pretty civilised um, <laughs> English people. Yeah. <laughs> this guy... I mean, he kind of loved it. He was he was playing up to it, you know. He'd he'd lived in Brighton for years, but he lived in northern Sweden now. So he's he went tough. to a shack of his up in the mountains in Schittelfjell. Yeah. And um, he's we all had beds. He slept on the floor in his coat and boots. <laughs> <laughs> and when he woke up in Not the morning, a point at all. No, 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 no. Just this when is he what woke I do. Up, I always sleep on the floor. In the morning, he got something out of his coat, like Hagrid. And he started scraping at it with a hunting knife and nibbling away. Wow. And he said, do you want some? What? We said, oh, what is it? Oh, Smoked reindeer hearts. <laughs> <laughs> to be For fair, breakfast. I'm pretty sure For breakfast. he was living a fiction. I reckon pretty much any Swedish person would have gone, Come what, on, are you, mate. what are you doing? You're having a laugh. You're making us all look stupid. Ah, oh, so slippery. Oh, I nearly went. That was very exciting. Is gonna, is, will the rain affect the podcast? Uh, recording quality of the running commentary. Well, that might be something we should be aware of. I think we want some tippy tap on the microphone just to prove to these people that we're, we're out, out in imaging. Yeah. So, well, he was in Norway, lovely Norway. Yes. I was in Bath, 
Which that's is also lovely. Oh no, but listen. Bath's amazing. Yeah. I always think Bath is how the world should be. Yeah, it's I think Bath's fantastic. Strong it's wizarding so community. nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's really beautiful, good. Bath. Although, very touristy. It's yeah, but that's totally kind of thing. But yeah, I know what you mean, but just that kind of... There's something about Bath that's We had a gorgeous. funny thing with the tourism. We went to the Royal Crescent, but just through... Just through uh, lucky happenstance. Yeah. We started at the kind of far end, the out-of-town end of it. Mm. And we walk around. It's just beautiful. You know, it lives up to its own, you know, legend as being a key World Heritage site, whatever it is. But as we reached the town centre end of the Crescent, yeah. it suddenly got really busy. With all these people who travel thousands of miles to see it and stopped to take a few photos. Yeah. But they didn't stop to walk any further down it. They just stopped. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Yeah, stop at the top of the road. Yeah, Crescent. just stop there, mate. Close yeah. enough. Done. So, yeah, it's, the weather's getting worse and worse. Really worse. We've, yeah. we've come up, we've followed the line of the New River really bad. north, and we're about to hit the corner of Clissold Park. So, we're going to get some. So, it's, so, we've just got one lap of the park left, really. Yeah. Right. And I feel good. My chest's not hurting, which good. is great, particularly after that unfunny improv. The rest of the improv was good. I just want to be clear on that. It was just the given moment where I really <laughs> hurt myself. It was a complete waste of time. And uh, what do you do? I mean, tell people who don't perform what, how it feels to be in a moment of bad impro. <laughs> I mean, that well, moment of non-connection. I mean, you feel just lost, aren't you? I like that kind of thing. I feel like that guy, the guy, you know, sort of... Uh, there's two kinds of comedians, the kind of truth-telling... This is how it is, comedians. Which I'm sort of a bit like that. Man. Yeah, you're one of those. Yeah. And then there's clowns. Yeah. Any, anything silly, that'll do it. I would, say, I would say I'm a true teller with clownish elements. Yeah, yeah. But I do like a bit of clown. Oh, yeah, you use this. You know, you use the tools of the other camp. Yeah. It's a very broad thing. Yeah. But, you know, I used to do a lot of kind of improv and stuff. I love that business. And I really felt... And we're nice, on the wood chip. Yeah, let's do it. I love the wood chip. <laughs> we're following the... Uh, Makes me the feel like I'm in Aspen, Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Or in Oregon, running with a with a college cross country team. It makes me feel like I'm Jodie Foster at the beginning of Silence of the Lambs. Hello, we, we all bring our own references to it. <laughs> it's a bit soft on the foot, isn't it? Yeah, you've got, got me on here, so you can see if I can really fall over. You were talking about your clowning. About yeah, your it used to comedian. be. I think I was a clown before as a comedian. So it was interesting doing the comedy. Doing my jokes. Yeah. I'm doing some kind of quite witty made up jokes at this thing. But then when it came time to say any stupid rubbish uh, for laughs, which I used to really love, I found that those muscles were a bit rusty. Right. I was like, give me a minute, I'll say something clever. So, uh, but yeah, no, great fun. It's always good to be in a situation where you can't lean on your. Absolutely. Lean on Just your yeah. We should do a little bit of. Uh, as we approach the end of our first recorded podcast at the third attempt. Yeah, let's talk about where we're at. A little bit of background about us as runners, just quickly, what we're after with a marathon. Yeah. Because we bring different things to the to Well, let's see what we did before. I'm going to try and sum you up. Go on then. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Paul, slightly older than me. <laughs> had to start with at, that. Uh, 46. Had to start with that Is that one. accurate? Yes. 46, had a lovely birthday last year. We'll come back to that. Um... This year, last year, anyway, um, back onto the wood chips. Back onto the wood chips. Turn it to this. There's with like the dogs. Hi there. With the brown Labradors. Lovely dogs. Lovely dogs. Um, Safe dogs. Nice dogs. 
<laughs> be good to us, yeah. dogs. <laughs> Friendly dogs. Yeah, so he's been running since the beginning of time, really. Started running at school, probably. From the womb, straight out. Yeah, straight out of the womb. Back just home from Australia. Yeah. Got him half an hour before everyone yeah. else. In the north. He's a runner. Wow. The there he goes. Cut the cord, he's off. Yeah, so you ran then, and then you you moved, you moved somewhere. Yeah. Carried on running. Did half marathons. Uh, like an incredible lick as a teenager, but didn't even know you were doing it, kind of thing. 78 minutes. 78 minutes. Yeah. And long, then. A long time ago. And so, very much the runner. Yeah. Although there was a hiatus when he went to Manchester University and did what you do when you go to Manchester University. The end of the 80s. A lot of that. A lot of that. So, you know, still getting that the exercise. Great. That was great. A lot of ex- Still sweating. Yeah. Still drinking lots of water. <laughs> yeah. Also smoking and chewing gum. Yes. And generally listening to... I actually, when I did that run in Norway, because um, I listen to music when I'm running and you don't, but yeah. I do. Another, I listen to another point of divide. Josh Wink's High State of Consciousness. Oh, that's While I was running in Norway in the pouring rain. Right. It was really... Do you know this song? sounds I think I the that. rave run crossover is a wonderful thing. Well, that's something that we're going to plough extensively in the running country. Absolutely. So, yeah, a bit of a hiatus. Hiatus, I said it in a posh way. And what got you back into running? When did you start again? I just sort of... I did it sort of sporadically through my 20s. And I, I think, I suppose... You never stopped completely? No. And then I just stopped playing football because it didn't really fit. I played a bit of football. But it took too much time away from the family. And you have and to I just got into my running again. Talk to other people. <coughs> no, what's that? I just realised how much I loved it. Yeah. And then, so when's the marathons. last time you did a marathon? About three years ago. I did uh, 3.22 at London three years ago. Well, that's not bad, is it? No, my best time's 3.09. But that was over ten years ago now. I was going to say, are all your marathons in the latter era? Or has it yeah. sort of sprinkled down the years? No, all my latter, last 10 years I've done four marathons. Yeah, always London? Always London, always be between 3.09 and sort of 3.30. Yep, yep. So, clustered around there. Good fun, enjoy it. Like to beat my PB this year of 3.09 if possible. Yeah, yeah. But still I'm going to have to get some solid training in. It's like still within our grasp, but maybe it's maybe further away it's than it was. Yeah. Both in terms of recent weeks and in terms of the fact that we're not getting any younger, Paul. Well, not I feel like... Younger. Woo! Mud. See, you don't have to be in the country to get good condition. Proper Proper mud. Yeah, oh, glorious mud. Nothing quite like it for getting in your shoes. So, yeah, so that's you. It's the age thing, isn't it? Yeah. You don't get faster with age, do you? No, although I get slower. I do have this theory, which is a very convenient theory because I didn't start running until I was good 35. Yeah. It's, uh, I do think running... It's slightly distance running. It's slightly the older person's game. Hopefully. Because, you know, when, it's, when you're young and it's easy, it kind of, I won't say it's necessarily easy, but, you know, your body's going, it's oh, natural, is this what yeah. thing? Okay, off we go. Yeah. You kind of, you could do any exercise and it would work. Yeah. You know, my exercise used to be smoking loads of cigarettes, and I was much better at that than I would be if I did it now. Yes. And uh, equally... Well, you know, it's your body's just kind of bouncing and resistance, it's just ready yeah. to go, you know, yeah. for whatever you ask of it. Equally, if you kind of, I met this guy on the way to London last time I did it, last year, and he was really fit and he did really well, but he also kind of went twang at kind of 80 miles an hour. It's like, right. oh my goodness, that's agony. Yeah. What I'm saying is young people are elastic and we're leather. Yeah, we're built for 
the long haul. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You want to be one of those. When I'm running these marathons, you can see guys in their 50s just breezing past me, doing like 6:45 miles, and still talking. Yeah, you yeah. Those guys. As long as they don't overdo it, though. Like that guy you saw. He was looking good before the marathon. And yeah, it's, broken after. Yeah, it's all about pace, isn't it? What what pace you used to? But you, let's get into. Yeah, you give them my history. Let's go on to the barrel-chested, graying, tintin, reformed burgerholic Deering. Uh, what have you been running about ten years? Big Mac, large fries, yeah. quarter pound of cheese, quarter pound of deluxe, large Coke, three cigarettes. Time was two my, to go, please. Uh, <laughs> So you've been running. You've been running ten years. Eight years. Yeah. Eight years. And three times a week since two thousand and eight. That's that, you're quite regimented with that, aren't you? Well, I think you like your three times a week, seven miles. Yeah, I mean, I'll change it. It's just a way of not even examining it, you know. Right. A lot of people. I remember those people. And they're like, oh, I might go see how I feel. And that's how you're on a hiding to not doing it. Then. Yeah. You got to lock it in place. Exactly. So you've locked that three. Se- but if you want to run a fast marathon. You're going to have to run more. Yeah, I know. I'm going to just say that now. Well, I'm dropping in the park runs now. I yeah. think last year, I carried on with that seven mile, three times a week thing. Threw in longer runs, did my 10 mile, 30 mile, 60 mile. Yeah. And uh, I tried to help my pace by doing some formalised 5Ks and 10Ks park runs. Really good for setting your pace. Really good. Really did helpful. I tell you, I did two 10Ks. There's a great That's sense really of racing. So that was four runs a week then? Yeah, often. Right. But I was better actually at building the pace than I was at um, building the distance. Yeah. So I was putting in those 5Ks and 10Ks, but I didn't quite You've make all those 20s, 21s, 22s. Yeah, got, those are cru- I think they're the most important thing. And I felt so fit. I don't think it was after the second marathon that I got that that the distance wasn't there. I thought it was like you were saying, I thought it was just a pace thing. No, the distance is crucial. It's crucial. So let's get back into your, into your history. So yeah, I started running to lose weight. No, no, it's not strictly true. I started running because I'd lost weight. Right, okay. I started eating less to lose right. weight. Yeah. And it worked. And you enjoyed it. Yeah, and I felt great. I mean, it fell off. It was just this oh, moment. Oh, in oh, my, oh, hello, mate. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Beethoven! <laughs> that was quite a good story. Dog that muddy dog. Sprinting towards that dog really went running after that <laughs> bit of bark. Yeah, and then, whoa, and there's another. And then when he got it, he was like, Wait Don't a need it. This is crap. Not interested. Just dropped it. Just with it wood. There's no kids in the paddling pool today, but there's some deer in the uh, deer park. So, yeah, I, um, I took up running because I'd lost weight and I was feeling really fit. Yeah. And then I just got, I just. I think when I look back... He likes the new guy. Yeah, and I also... I was good at running at school. I just wasn't that guy. I wasn't sporty or anything. I was always faster... Right. ...than you'd think... Deceptive. ...for a tubby little one. Yeah. And also, I had distance. You know, when you're at primary school or secondary school, and the fast kids go off, and they go... ...like that. They race for the first corner like idiots. Yeah, and they get around the other side, just at the furthest point from the kind of watching parents. Yeah. And then they, and then they slow down and then yes. they start to cry. Then they crumble. Yeah, I always had 400 metres, maybe 800 metres in me. Even after, you know, eight fish fingers and two portions of chips. Just play, you're just more suited for the long game. Yeah. So you got into it from losing weight and then you started running in gyms and stuff. Yeah. And then uh, started going for a run on the Saturday morning after a night's heavy drinking after a comedy gig. Doing the running hangover. And uh, that can be very enjoyable. Actually. It worked surprisingly to well. To run yourself well again. And then, um, and then I thought I was loving it so much. I was worried that I was just wasting a lot of time in quite an egotistical way. So I thought I'd tie it to a bit of 
fundraising. So I signed up to do a half marathon and then a marathon for Parkinson's UK. Because you've, because you've got a person. My dad's got Parkinson's. Yeah. And as well as having Parkinson's, he used to work for the charity as well. So he inspired me to do that. That's great. And That's uh, great, though. If you can tie it to something else, it's lovely. Yeah, I mean, it's a debilitating thing, and it's a lot worse now. It's nice to think oh. that first marathon... My dad was there. He saw me. He saw, he saw me at 25 miles. Oh, that's great. He saw me at around the same point where someone said, nice shorts. <laughs> but that wasn't him. What, Saki? Was yeah. it a Saki one? Oh, yeah. I got heckled. Oh, my goodness. Heckled at 25. Nice. Thanks for that, mate. <laughs> Just what you need. <laughs> Come on, dearie. To be fair, nice they were awful shorts. So he had a point. I used to wear terrible clothes to running. I think I didn't want to admit I was running. You know? I think fashion has changed throughout the years, actually. Yeah. I, I'm so happy now in full lycra. And sometimes I walk in somewhere and like, meet some friends and they're like, hello. He's just like a female superhero. It's quite provocative, isn't this it? It's is not good. It's, quite, it's almost, it can be quite confrontational lycra. Yeah, there was not tight fitting <laughs> contours and it's not my intention. Suspicious little bulges. So we're crossing the road, crossing Stoke Newton Church Street, coming to the last stretch. You're just going to go slight downhill. Back to my house, and you can hear Imogen coming in the top of the trees. It's nice. Like, a tree of these, a tree or two here could come down today. I'm Serious. glad that we went out though, because it was touch and go, wasn't it? Whether we went into, we ran during what is a category something storm. Yeah, that's right. We did it. Good so on. tell us where you are now with the marathon. You got into running. You're good at it. You've done a few marathons. Yeah, I mean, there was a kind of t- tipping point a couple of years ago when I kind of realised. A, that was kind of obviously into running, which I've been kind of denying to myself. You came out to yourself. I came out to myself. I to love this. Oh, this is me. Yes. And uh, I am what I am. But equally, I kind of recognised that I was quite fit and good at it. And in that moment, I lost the ability to do that by accident. Yes. You know, it was when I did, I took a half marathon, I did a half marathon in 128. So that's which is very 88 good. minutes, not 78. It's but very I, respectful. Know, it's like 40 it's, or it's a lot more recent than mine. And, uh, but I, I was just having a lovely run. I was not going for it at all. Yeah. Just enjoying myself. And then a good good running friend of mine said, Oh, you oh. could probably do a three oh. you could do a three fifteen marathon with that. I was like, Oh thanks. Oh no. Now I have to now do I've a three fifteen marathon. Yeah. But I did, I did one. I did um Yorkshire Marathon in uh, three fourteen oh seven. And again I still kinda of surprised myself with it. That's great. But since then I've been trying That's to bottle it and I haven't quite got it. But I'm in the zone, you know. Either I've peaked and I'm getting too old. No. Or I've still got a couple of amazing ones. I, in me. I think you've reached, as Churchill would say, the end of the beginning. <laughs> and I think you can get faster. <laughs> you can get faster, but you need to do more miles. Yep. And sort your pace out a bit. And eat less the miles. mileage is crucial. Yeah. Get your long runs in and we'll do those together and build up to the marathon. That's right. And you I, know need what to you so- I, I need to go the other way. I need to get my pace in. Yeah. I need to sort my pace out. And I think that also, that strictness, that three times a week thing, I think that's really good. I think the reason I had the distance in Yorkshire, which was uh, a year ago in October. Right. So, yeah, coming up, I can't remember what time of year it is. Yeah, a year ago in October, a year and a half ago. I'd just done the Edinburgh Festival. And I'd done loads of stuff at the end of it. very busy. I was in a play, a show, another very show. Renaissance, man. Other gigs. I was, you know, I filled yeah. my diary. But at the back of my mind, it's like, you can't let up on the training because you've got a marathon coming up. Right. So, just on the clock, I'd be in the middle of something else, 
really, really busy rattling around Edinburgh doing this, doing that. But then my diary would say, Seven miles. Get out there and run. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 10, 12, 16, it's you know. Great, yeah. And I went out there and I did it. And I just didn't think about it. It just had to be done. You've just got to get that schedule down, haven't yeah. you? Just do it. Crossing, there's a bus. Lovely big bus. I hope it doesn't run us over, but. Well done, Boris. Nice. It's so simple. Nice it's so simple running, really, isn't it? Which is why we love it, but. Well, it's not that long ago you said the key to getting a good time in a marathon is getting used to running fast when you're tired. Yeah, because that's when you're going to get tired. Oh, yeah. Marathons are quite tired. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what else, because they're really far. They're a long way. Yeah. Yeah. The latest, I mean, the modern marathons are 26 miles an hour. It's quite, it's quite a little it's bit eight. of that. Imogen's doing a good one here. Yeah. It's starting to rain really horribly. It's really raining, yeah. But, oh, we find shelter. We should find shelter. Luckily, we're quite near my house. So, God, that's, that's some weather. That's a blessing. Let's do a weather shot before we get in the house. Wait a minute. Pose it, pose it up. So, yeah, we're coming in. We've done, I'm just going to get to shelter out of the rain and we can find out how far we went, how fast we went. And we'll be back. Next and we're going to go, we're definitely going to go further. We're going to go longer. We'll see about getting faster. And uh, let us know what you're up to. We'll compare notes. How can people tell us where they've been running and what stage are at? What is it? What have we got? Yeah, we got, uh, you can do... Run Compod on Pub, Run Compod, Run Compod on Twitter. Okay. We're both on Twitter. I'm Deering Rob. Your what's your Twitter name? Paul Tonkinson. Paul Tonkinson. Look for us on Instagram, and you know, listen in next week, and uh, tell us what you're doing. We'll tell you what we're doing. Hopefully, the weather will be a bit better. And uh, and last night, particularly if you're in Bath Half Marathon, that was great. Yeah. Or uh, London, because we are. We are. Or friends. indeed, if you're just running around the park. Wanted to shut up, shut up about all this distance. 6.42 miles. Yes, we're done. Nine minutes mile Just under place. an hour. That's not too bad for yeah, our status. Yeah, let's have a status. look at the splits. Yeah, basically really average nine. It was just nine. Half, yeah. half eight, half eight and a nine and a half. Just That's all right. With Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cup Deering. 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 C